Hey guys, welcome to the Fit Town Show. I'm Coach Andrew with Coach Tony today, and we are going to be talking about week two of our nutrition challenge and specifically the topic of stress. Okay, so this is again week two of four of our nutrition challenge. Last week we talked about vices and how to overcome those and avoid those, and today we're going to be talking all about stress in terms of what activities we love to uh, kill stress, remove stress, what activities to avoid as well, and why. why. Why we even want to include stress in the context of a nutrition challenge, in the context of what we do as fitness coaches, how does that fit into all of this? So um, I'll let Tony kind of talk a little bit about that. Why are we even throwing stress into a fitness challenge? Why is that even in the scope of what we do? Yeah, so if you guys are doing this challenge or if you've done challenges with us in the past, you know that we don't just focus on one thing. We try to take a really like wholesome view uh, to health, uh, knowing that like nothing operates in just like a vacuum. Like you can't just dial in your nutrition and that's going to be the magic pill that gets you to where you need to be. Um, everything really affects everything. Like your sleep affects your workouts. Your workouts you know, can affect your nutrition and how much you hydrate. And that's why we really like to have them all included uh, when we do a challenge. We want to give points for all these things. And um, stress is something that we've had at its own, as its own category sometimes in challenges. Um, but this, in this challenge in particular, it's our week two wild card. Um, and we want to help people focus on stress because <laughs> we, get, we hear it a lot that people come to us for their workout for stress relief. And the message we really wanna get across with people, our athletes, is that um, there should be other things in your life that you're doing for stress relief and not just relying on your workout for uh, a stress relieving activity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I think it's, you know, when we think about weight loss as kind of the primary goal for a lot of people, a lot of people, have very much heard this idea of calories in versus calories out. And I think that's a relevant, um, you know, idea and theory, but what people, when they do that, they start to think about it, they oversimplify things and they start to think of themselves kind of like a garbage can. They fill stuff up and then they, you know, either release it via exercise or just their base metabolic rate. And the hormonal piece is kind of the missing link. And what we've seen is that, your, your calories in and calories out are often determined by things like stress and things like cortisol and insulin. And it's not just a clear picture of, okay, I ate this much, I exercised this much, and this is how much I've lost or gained. And um, you know, in addition to that, you have things like cravings that can be affected by stress. So there's a lot of variables going on. And I think, again, going back to your holistic view of things, it's important that we're looking at the bigger picture one example that I think about is um, you've seen this idea of like the blue zones out in like different parts of the world. And these are like areas where people live like the longest and they try to like narrow it down to like, oh, what does this person eat? What does this person do for exercise? And then often what they find is they just live these like low stress, um, very like communal type lifestyles where they have very strong relationships. Um, and that usually is kind of like the determining factor of their health and longevity. It's not this magical food that they're eating because they all eat different stuff. Um, you yeah. know, some eat low carb, low protein, all kinds of stuff. So 
um, yeah, just trying to just trying to realize that we don't understand a lot about the human body, and that it's stress is is definitely something that we feel. We feel the impact it can have on us, and um, you know, understanding that there's more more to that equation. Yeah, and I think sometimes we don't realize the effect that stress is having in our lives. So it's funny because as we got people signing up for this challenge, we asked like, "What are your goals with this challenge? Why do you sign up for this challenge?" And I heard from uh, people that a lot of stress eating has been going on through the past mm. couple months yeah. as they've been dealing with a lot of stuff um, uh, through the coronavirus. That you know, stress is really they're feeling the stress, and that's interfering with their diet. Um, so really when we talk about stress relief, it starts with stress awareness. Mm. Like when we can get awareness around what's causing us stress and that we actually eat certain things and get certain cravings at certain times because we're stressed, just having that awareness is really going to help us make better choices um, for what we're going to eat, you know, what we're going to drink, get that workout in, get that workout in over not getting a workout in or going out with drinks going out for drinks with friends, you know, I think it'll make us just make better choices if we're just aware of stress in our lives. Yeah. And the other thing I want people to bring to the table is some kind of intentionality behind it. Um, when we're doing this challenge, what we're asking of our members is for them to actually today, today's the start of the week to actually pick two to three things that they know for themselves will relieve stress. And just that step of having intentionality to say, yeah, this, these are the things when I do them, when I incorporate them into my day, I feel better. I feel more relaxed. I feel more focused. I feel more clarity. And, you know, rather than just waiting for that stuff to happen on its own or hoping it shows up or just randomly turning on the TV because that's how you sort of unwind, um, you know, that stuff doesn't always lead, lead you to feeling better an hour later, a half hour later. So it's really important for you to take the time to define like, what is it for me? Because it's not the same for everybody. We're gonna go through a bunch of different examples and ideas for you guys. But for one person, reading might be stress relief. And for another person, reading is super stressful. It's not fun for them. So the point is not to just check the box for checking the box, but be intentional about what actually moves the needle for me. I think also we wanna let people have some freedom with the stress relieving activities that they pick. So that it's not like, okay, I've picked this stress relief activity for the week. Now I have to do it every day. Mm -hmm. Because rule number one of this challenge and this week should be don't stress out about stress relief. <laughs> you know, don't don't let it get to the point where, where you're like worrying and having anxiety about getting your stress relief activity done. So we want to give you guys some choices in a given day where the stress relief activity really fits in to what you're gonna, what you're doing, how that day is going. And you can kind of feel like how Andrew was saying, like you just kind of feel the need to do it and like it's gonna help you and you get kind of seamlessly into it without having a lot of uh, energy needed to just start that stress relieving activity. Yeah, I've done that with my morning routine where it's like I have all these things that I know make me feel good and really set me up for success in a day and then where there's been times where I've tried to get too many of those things fit in in the morning when I first wake up, it ends up adding stress versus relieving stress. So even though it's five things that I know individually move the needle for me, when I try to do all five in a day, it can become overwhelming. So it's really important to, to narrow it down to one or two and, and start small because you actually might see a bigger impact by starting small 
versus having what feels like a to-do list for stress relief. Yeah, and that's why when we say like a stress relieving activity, we've kind of set the, the bar at like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you said, The Miracle Morning uh, is a book that recommends like waking up an hour earlier, breaking that first hour down into like 10 minute segments and like fitting six different things with 10 minutes uh, each into your morning, um, which can be great, which can, you know, get you ready for the day. But at the same time, if you're going to stress about getting all those things done, Pick one thing for 10 minutes and watch that like make a big change in your life. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the, our favorite ideas for stress relief. We can start with our own and then we'll go into some of the ones that um, aren't necessarily in our, our favorites. But um, one of my favorites is a walk outside. Um, I call it the walk of shine, um, play on the walk of shame for those of you that know what that is. Um, but the walk of shine is to get a few things done. Um, number one, get outside, get some movement. Um, I, I can often sit a lot throughout the day when I don't uh, have that awareness or I don't catch myself. So making sure I'm getting some low level activity in addition to the high intensity stuff that we do in here. Um, getting some sunlight, getting some vitamin D is huge for improving mood, um, relieving stress, getting out in nature is kind of similar component, but also a different component to that. So getting outside, kind of seeing the clouds, the trees, the, the sky, all that stuff can be very just like, just bring your, your body back to, to center. Um, and then I'll often combine that with an audiobook or a podcast where, um, you know, just learning for, for me is a stress relief activity. I know that's probably not true for everybody, but when I'm, when I'm learning stuff and I'm getting ideas, I kind of get in a flow state, it's very beneficial. So it's, it's definitely multiple things for me. And that's one of my go-tos that I try to hit every single day. I mean, if you think about it, like I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of this idea of like paleo, not from the standpoint of like, oh, we need to exactly mimic everything that happened in the hunter-gatherer lifestyle. But if you think about, if you lived, call it 10,000 years ago, you would have never been or rarely been under shelter at all. Like in a 24 hour day, you would have never been under shelter. And there's times where we today will go 24, 48 hours without ever going out and seeing the sun, the moon, the sky. Especially lately. <laughs> right. So it's, it's um, you know, I don't think it's a big ask of ourselves to, to carve out 20 minutes a day to get in the sun. I think that's the bare minimum. And I think we should all be doing that at some point. Yeah, I think a walk should be on everyone's list. Even if you don't necessarily plan to use it every night or every day, have it on your list as a go-to to to maybe just hit once or twice during the stress relief week. Um, I think also think about who that can include with those walks. So for me, um, I get to have my wife join me, my two kids who are six and four. You know, they'll usually like ride a bike or a scooter, Um, but it's getting them out of the house as well. Mm -hmm. So they might have been cooped up for a while. They need to get outside. They need some fresh air. I've heard from members before, like, yeah, like I've reconnected with my dog because like I haven't given my dog a walk in like who knows how long. And like now we're doing walks every night and I'm like, I, you know, I, your dog can't talk, but I'm sure your dog is thanking you for doing this uh, for them. So, you know, I think this has kind of like fringe benefits of like you might strengthen your relationship with your spouse, kids, pet, you know, yeah. there's a lot of benefits, you know, ask a friend to go with you. Nice. What's, um, is that the top of your list or what's, what do you have as your go-tos? I think that's, that's at the top of the list. My second one would be a breathing exercise. Um, I think 
So meditation is a big one that it's kind of a, a buzzword. It's, you know, out there with all the top people, top performers. They always meditate. They're always in touch with, with their, their feelings and everything that's going on. And I think meditation can be intimidating for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, again, that's why it comes back to this, like, 10 minutes. Like, can you spend 10 minutes just breathing? Right. And that's really what meditation is. So forget this whole thing about meditate, meditative states and like this uh, euphoric state that you have to reach each time. Just think about getting into the breathing state, um, which we, Andrew and I both like Wim Hof breathing. That's W-I-M-H-O-F. And there's an app that you guys can download. And Wim Hof has guided breathing exercises that are about 10 minutes long and just find yourself in a quiet room. You know, you could be sitting, you could be laying down. And as long as you have 10 minutes alone to yourself to do these breathing exercises, they're hugely beneficial. Yeah, the, I actually, I, I download the app. I still don't even use the app. I still go to the same YouTube video. He has a, I think it's 11 minute YouTube video called Wim Hof Guided uh, Meditation or Guided Breathing. So I still just hit play on that and just let it run through. Um, it's. It's a really cool breath work, especially for kind of the the functional fitness CrossFit type crowd, because it's almost like it's almost like an aggressive breath work with these gaps where you have you get to kind of let all your air out and just sit at the bottom of a breath. So you have something that feels like more intense and more um, active, and then you have this moment where you can just really then sit in the silence. And I I find it's just the quickest way to change your state it's really hard to go through that breath work and not feel some, some level of a different feeling, more calmness, more centered. Um, it's just, it just forces you into that state. Um, and I, I like what you brought up about meditation. Meditation often has like an expectation with it, which is kind of the opposite of what you want with the, the meditation. Um, you want to go in without expectation. And I, I like the idea, breath work is just an easier sell for a lot of people because they don't go into it with, that um, expectation. Um, I have a, a quote that I wrote down, which is, is funny. And it's, uh, you should sit in meditation for 20 minutes every day, unless you're too busy, then you should sit for an hour, yeah. um, which pretty much sums up the idea that a lot of times being busy or being stressed is, uh, is sort of made up. It's made up in our own, in our own uh, psyche, our own minds. And that if we can quiet the mind, a lot of that feeling of busyness or stress or anxiety can calm down it's not really the outside world that's creating it yeah and to your point of the expectations and letting go of all expectations if you're following a breathing guided exercise don't expect yourself to be able to hold your breath for as long as they say Mm. like just let it go like like do the breathing as best you can but let go of your expectations yes like you said the, the crossfitter will enjoy it they'll try to get competitive they'll try to hold their breath for so long but just really relax, just really let go of expectations. Um, I think when I first started these things, holding my breath for 30 seconds, I thought was like crazy. I can do it in two, hold it for two minutes during some of these exercises, which is, it's just like a different uh, mindset and approach. Like you just kind of forget. Yeah, I still have days where I can't make it the full like recommended time in the Wim Hof breathing and there's days where it's effortless and easy and you know, there's there's the ups and downs just like in the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So some of the other ones that, that we put on this list for our challenge and, and just for you guys to have kind of a, a go-to list for yourself, um, journaling is a big one. 
Um, you know, it's definitely recommended to, um, well, I don't say recommended, but a lot of people have success with writing stuff down, like getting a physical notebook, pen and paper, writing stuff down, but you could type it out on your computer. I know sometimes I just need to type it because my thoughts are going so fast that it's just like brain dump, get out of my head and I can type and keep up with my, my thoughts way faster. And I've even done voice recorded meditate or journaling before where it's just like, all right, I have a bunch of ideas. Sometimes it's like a, a business idea that I want to actually uh, track and be able to re-reference. And other times it's just like, all right, I'm driving. I have all these things that I'm stressed about. Let me just like hit voice record on my phone and re record it. And oftentimes I won't even go back and listen to it, but it's just like a way to kind of get it out of my head. Yeah. I think an easy structured way to journal and uh, write down some stuff is through gratitude journaling. If you could think of just three things that you're grateful for um, at the beginning of the day or end of the day, it is one of the best exercises I think you can do for stress relief. Um, Cause I think when you're grateful, it's impossible to be bitter, angry, sad. I mean, all these feelings kind of go by the wayside once you fill yourself with that gratitude and just writing it down um, you know, finding things that you're grateful for can really help a lot. That's one I use. What's the five, the five minute journal? Um, I haven't done it in a little while, but the prompts are what three things you're grateful for. And then something you're excited about today. Is that, is that right? Yeah. And then at the end of the day, you say like, what went great today? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some other things would be like getting a massage, um, yoga for some people or just stretching, um, you know, foam rolling, some, some kind of myofascial release, self-massage type stuff as well. Uh, float tanks, maybe cryo could be thrown in that mix. Maybe even an ice bath for some people could be relaxing, maybe not relaxing as you're getting in, but as you're coming out of that, the, the moments after that could be uh, big for you. And then it could be like laying out in the sun. We mentioned walking, but going to the beach, going to a pool um, and just relaxing. And then um, one thing that I always forget about that I, I should incorporate more. I hate the word should in, in the context of what we're saying, but music is one that I often forget about that can be paired with a lot of these activities that can really like take it to the next level of like, oh yeah, like I do really like that song and it relaxes me and having like a go-to like Spotify playlist or something like that could be very valuable for a lot of people. Yeah. Um... I would, what I've been doing lately is listening to like kind of like Christian music and like faith-based mu music to like get back in touch with like my faith. So like reading the Bible a little bit more and then listening to those playlists, like you said, like you find some good ones and just changes the tone for your day. You yeah. Know, to listen to those in the morning. Um, and then let's talk about stuff to avoid. So this, not everyone needs this, but I would encourage everyone who's doing the challenge to have one thing that they're thinking about avoiding or limiting, right? This could just be limiting to specific times of the day or days of the week. And this is things like, you know, how much you're on your phone, um, social media, news, uh, maybe TV at a specific time of day or binge watching TV. You know, you get, if you're someone that gets caught up watching four or five, six episodes in a row of something and just kind of losing your routine. Um, email is another big one when, you know, maybe not avoiding email, but do you want to limit it to certain times of the day? Do you want to not check it once you're home for the end of your day? Um, these are all things that you can really give yourself some time and space away from and, and bring back some awareness and intentionality to. Yeah. Love that. Um, 
Cool. So what else? Is there anything else on here? Oh, let's talk about some of the things that we don't want to include in this. We mentioned, at least for our challenge, um, working out, right? And we want workout to be a huge stress relief. It's still probably going to be at the top of your list in terms of stress relief. That's why a lot of people call this the best hour of their day. But in this, in, in what we're saying here is that we don't want workouts to be the only tool in the toolbox because workouts can quickly turn just like anything can it can turn from your best stress relieving activities to a vice that you actually have an unhealthy relationship with and if you're starting to work out two three four times a day every single day because you need that stress relief then it's time for you to get some other tools in the toolbox and go back to some of these other things that we're saying um, sleep and naps is, an, is another thing that we're not including, right? A nap is great. A nap is a great stress relieving activity, but in the, the purposes of our challenge, we're considering that more of a sleep and sleep in and of itself can be a great stress relief. I mean, if you guys get eight hours of sleep every night versus someone who's getting five hours of sleep every night, chances are you're going to feel less stress throughout the day just by, by the nature of that difference. Yeah. If you fall asleep meditating, then <laughs> by yeah. accident then that it happened to well <laughs> um another one is that comes up a lot is like driving in, in their car driving in your car a lot of people when i mention the music thing will be like oh well if i listen to my favorite playlist in the car maybe that will be a stress relieving activity uh probably for less than one percent of people that would be like if you're a car guy and you have like seven people seven cars in your garage and you you have cars that you just joyride around in for the sake of doing it, maybe we could throw that in there. But if you have one car that you drive to work typically and you're trying to just make your drive to work better, that's great. Make your drive to work less stressful, but it's not going to count for what we're talking about here. We want you to carve out time elsewhere for these things. Yeah. And same thing if like you're, you're doing actual work, like say you do physical labor and you're like, oh, I'm going to put on a podcast while I work. That's not really a stress relieving activity. It, it is making the, the act right. of working better or doing something for someone else better, but it's not exactly that stress relief activity we're looking for. So we want it to, to feel like dedicated to the, to the stress relief. Nice. Um, that's all I got. Anything else you wanted to share? No. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. See you on the next one. Bye.